I want to talk to you a little bit about American Giant. Uh, your mom. Your mom made your favorite meal on your birthday. She cried the first day you went to school. And then when you moved away from home. Moms are special. So get her something special for Mother's Day. That's in what, two weeks? Mother's Day, uh, you can get something really great from American Giant. Everything's made here in America. All the, the, the fabric's made here in America. They've got great things for spring and summer, a variety of colors. So tell your mom, you're a giant mom. You're, you are my hero. Get something now from American Giant. American-Giant.com slash Glenn. You'll save if you use the uh, Glenn tag on that. American-Giant.com slash Glenn. Sick, twisted freak. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. It is Thursday. We've got a ton to go over with you. Uh, a, a new whistleblower is out. A whistleblower? I love whistleblowers. Wait until you hear this one. This, if true, dwarfs everything that you have heard in the past. This makes Watergate seem like nothing. We'll explain in 60 seconds. 9-11 was America's darkest day, uh, filled with carnage and sorrow, and in some ways the next day was our best because we promised each other that we would stick together. Man, doesn't that seem like a million miles away and impossible to get back to? Um, well, somebody that made a promise and kept it were the people at Tunnel to Towers Foundation. They started it right after 9-11. And they said, we're not going to forget. And we are also going to help all of those that were fallen at 9-11, their families. And we're going to take it a step further. We're going to anybody who fell in the wars, any injured uh, veteran, somebody who dies, we're going to take care of their family as best we can. The same thing with our fallen heroes, our firefighters and our police officers who are killed in the line of duty. We need to remember them. We need to help them. We have homeless programs. Uh, you, they bring and build houses for people uh, that are uh, struggling after the husband or wife dies. They take care of the mortgage or build a new house in Florida. It's amazing what they do. Would you help them donate $11 a month to Tunnel the to Towers at T2T.org? That's T2T.org. So, hello, Stu. Mr. Beck, how are you? Oh, my gosh. Big day. Big day. It is a big day? Yes. Why? Another bank could collapse? Well, yeah, but that's yeah. not reasonable. That's a normal day. Yeah. Uh, no, But big I'm a day. spectator in this. I'm interested to see how this banking thing works out. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah. There's a couple big banks uh, potentially uh, yeah. down by 50, yeah. 60%. Yeah, 60%. Uh, PacWest, yeah. That'll be interesting to see. It'll be, you know, it, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be fascinated to see how does the Fed 
How does the Fed do this? Hmm. You know, how are they going to work this out? What is the ending going to be? You know? Who knows? Don't know. We'll Don't know, know soon. Yeah, we'll and know soon. And I'm not worried about it. No. I'm just an observer. Just an observer. Yes. A disinterested, disconnected yes. observer. So I'm an observer on something else. I'm 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 really fascinated to see uh how all of the corruption stuff around the Bidens and throughout our government works out in the end. Mm. Do the American people actually stand up and go, hey, Okay, enough is enough. Uh, do they care? Does anything happen? Or do they all get away with it? I can't wait for the ending. Yeah, I was going to say, these are rhetorical questions, right? Because <laughs> I don't, don't want to be sad enough to answer them. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> it doesn't seem like It these... doesn't seem like. But I will tell you, there is, there is a point coming that we either completely are just absorbed into this corrupt system or Americans begin to stand up and say enough is enough. You know, it was 1854, 56, where, uh, you know, a senator stood up in the well of the Senate by himself and they were talking about slavery. And he said, you people are hypocrites. You are hypocrites. The two parties then were the Whigs and the Democrats and he said, you guys talk a good game. Yeah, we're going to work on that one when you're back at home. You're not doing anything. Neither of you guys, neither party is serious about solving any problems. And meanwhile, the South is sleeping with the whore of slavery. That got him almost beaten to death in the well of the Senate. Now, you think that's bad? This is worse not only was he almost beaten to death, the guy who beat him to death was a congressman. He used his cane to do it, beat him in the head. Sumner was never the same, and no one stopped him. No one on the Senate floor, no, you know, no, the color guard didn't show Nobody showed up to pull that guy off of him. Then he was never prosecuted. He was never questioned. He was never uh, uh, arrested, ever. Instead, the Democrats came back into session, and they had made chains with his little with a little mock cane on it, and they wore it outside of their clothes, basically saying, "You want you you want some of this? You bring this up, and we'll do it to you." Okay, that was the. And that day marked the end of the status quo. It's, it, there's going to be an event. Somebody's going to stand up and say, enough, enough. I don't know what it is, but it's coming. It's coming because it's too, honestly, I, I, was, I was reading the news today. You got to get the email newsletter. Today, it's like. Oh my gosh, it's just crazy. Get the get the email newsletter, glenbeck.com, it's free. But I'm going through all of that and I'm looking and reading all the stories and at some point this morning I I actually stopped and went, "Okay, I I can get the idea of the normalcy bias. I can get the idea that everybody's been pushed into a corner." But I really don't understand anybody, and maybe it's that there's no honest people, anyone who is honestly looking at things, I don't know how you don't get 
how bad the situation is. Because it's everywhere. You know, we're going to get into this later. Epstein, you know, when Epstein died, it was kind of a joke. Oh, it was Clinton's. Kind of a joke. And we thought maybe, you know, somebody that was involved in the sex ring, you know, offed him and there were a lot of powerful people. I don't believe that anymore. Well, I didn't really believe it then. I was like, there's a shot, but I don't know. I didn't know. Now, oh, I don't believe he was killed by the Clintons. He was killed by government operatives. Everybody. But that guy was a spy. That guy was in the intelligence community. You may need to boil down this case a little bit more in depth later, because I, I believe the official uh, uh, designation was suicide still. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you, when you look at what's going on all everywhere where they are glorifying pedophilia, they don't care about the kids on the border. It's just evil running rampant. And. I think he was a, I thought, I think he was doing, you know, honeypot stuff and working for the government. And there's been speculation on that all the time, but everything seems to connect. Did you see that the Epstein bank, I think it's JP Morgan. We'll get into this later. The judge just ruled there's enough evidence there for this to go to court. The, the charge is they knew that, Uh, Epstein's funds were coming from this kind of stuff and payoffs were being made. Now, I don't know if they can prove that in court, but the judge, they wanted it thrown out. And the judge said, "Mm, no, there's enough here. The executives are going to have to testify, right? Right. Jamie Dimon. Right. Okay. So now let me go back to the whistleblower. Whistleblower stories. I love the whistleblower. Now the new one. I mean, I'd like to hear. It's like a chorus of whistles. I'd like to hear them all blow at once. Uh, The whistleblower is alleging that the FBI and Justice Department are in possession of a document that describes a criminal uh, scheme involving then Vice President Joe Biden and a foreign national relating to the exchange of money for policy decisions. This is coming from Grassley's office. Grassley is not a bomb thrower. Grassley, I mean, he's too old. I don't think he could pick up and lift and throw the bomb. Um, But he's not a bomb thrower. Also, it comes from the committee chairperson, James Comer. These guys, it's it's not the same as, uh, uh, I don't know, you know, if you took Marjorie Green. This is not the same as that. These two have credibility. Now, they say the document includes a precise description of how the alleged criminal scheme was employed as well as its purpose. The document, an FBI-generated FD-1023 form, if there's anybody who knows what that is, that was put in this story, I bet, for a reason, um, allegedly details an arrangement involving an exchange of money for policy decisions. They issued a subpoena yesterday following legally protected disclosures to Grassley's office. They wrote, we believe the FBI possesses an unclassified internal document that includes very serious and detailed allegations implicating the current president of the United States. What we don't know 
is what, if anything, the FBI has done to verify these claims or investigate further. The FBI's recent history of botching politically charged investigations demands close congressional oversight. So what you need to know on this is this this could be a charge that they had. They investigated. It went nowhere because it was an empty charge. It really nothing was really there. However, the whistleblower has seen this document and is led or leading people to believe yeah, they didn't do anything. They buried this. With their recent burials that they're doing, just even on Hunter Biden. Why has that guy not been charged? Why has he not been charged for any crime? Any crime. And they're saying, well, we're going to get him on a couple of tax things. Tax things? How about drugs? How about drugs? I mean, even if it's even if it's not true, which it absolutely is, the paperwork is in all of the money being laundered, going to the family. There's nothing after what, four years of knowing all of this stuff. There's nothing, no action. This and I think Biden is too smart to do this. Uh, At one point, he had all of his faculties. Uh, I can't imagine that he was like, oh, you want that policy? Well, let me look at the menu here. That one's $14.99. Now, you want a policy on on climate change? I can get you into something there for, you know, 800 bucks. That ain't going to... I can't believe he was that stupid. He... Glenn, they... (laughs) literally left a laptop at a computer repair shop. No, that is shop. his heroin <laughs> son. I know, but I had that same... I think I said the same thing on the air the day that Hunter Biden's story came out. There's no way he's that stupid. He left his laptop at a computer repair shop. That can't possibly be true. And then guess what it was? So, I don't know. It doesn't seem like they're very good at covering their tracks. I will say that that does not seem to be... Of all the things that the Bidens do well, and there's so many of them, this one doesn't seem to be one of them. The idea that they can actually commit crimes and then cover them. Yeah, well, they don't really even have to cover them. They they just think they can get away with it, which again leads me back to things like Epstein. Nobody's investigating these things. Nobody's investigating them. I mean, do you trust the investigations of the FBI, the Justice Department, Do you trust our NSA, our CIA? Our CIA is spying on us. Our CIA thinks we are the problem. We are the enemy. They're doing everything to protect the government, not the people. If they're involved in anything like with a Jeffrey Epstein, do you think they're going to expose that? No, no way, no way. And anybody who helps them, I mean, look at the media. How do you possibly explain the media not uh, reporting that, gee, all of our sources have been lying to us? All of our sources, you know, national security uh, source, a source deep in the intelligence community told us that's what they've been saying for six years. All their sources are national intelligence sources. Okay, CIA, it's NSA. And they've been feeding them incorrect information 
over and over and over again. And now we know that it was intentional. It was planned. You could have said, well, (laughs) CIA, they're always wrong. No, no. Now we know these things were planned, plotted, and executed, and we have the goods on it. Why is the press still not talking about it? Because they have been co-opted by our national security apparatus. They are just an arm of that apparatus. And if you don't think that happens, then you've got to go back and read our own history. This is what the Church Commission found back in the 70s. They had co-opted the media. And we were supposed to have oversight. But the oversight is they classify everything now. So even Congress members, they can't get the documents. How many times did did, uh, the White House file a subpoena for documents from the Justice Department or from CIA? Nope, can't turn it up. Yeah, we can't get those. We can't get those to you. Uh, In the darkness, in the darkness is where all of this corrupt stuff happens And there is no one shining the light on it. Thank God for the Internet. Thank God for people who have brains and are thinking and are still willing to question. More in just a second. What do you think your uh, mobile phone company is doing with the money that you send them every month? Normally, that would be a weird question because I don't really care what people do with it. That's their choice. Have you provided a good service? However, providing good service means you're not trying to destroy me, my family, and everything I stand for, you know? Uh, Donate money to Planned Parenthood? No, 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 thank you. I don't want any of my money. Any. It's kind of a valid concern now. So you do business with companies who don't do things like that with your money. Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, offers dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks so you get the best possible service in your area, but you aren't simultaneously helping fund woke propaganda by spending your money with the big mobile companies. Listen, we've got to stand with the people who are standing with us. We have to show it's not enough to show Bud Light that we're not going to buy your beer. When you have somebody who is working in our favor and they're on our side and they have a product that is just as good, if not better, and saves you money, there is no excuse for not switching. You think it's a hassle? It's not going to be. Get free activation with the offer code BECK. Ask about their coverage guarantee while you're there. PatriotMobile.com slash BECK. PatriotMobile.com slash BECK. Or you can call 878-PATRIOT. 878 Patriot. 10 seconds, station ID. We are not going to, we're going to treat these whistleblowers exactly the same way we treated the other whistleblowers. If you have the goods, great. But we're not going to condemn somebody uh, on on things that we don't have the goods on when it comes to the money in China, you got the goods. It was all there. This one, we have no idea. Nobody's actually seen the document. I think, except for the whistleblower, if the goods are there, great. We need to find out about it. 
We need to know about it and make a decision there. This is far more serious. This will be, if this is true, this is the biggest scandal of an American president in the history of America. There is no bigger scandal than a president or a vice president taking money from a foreign entity to affect our policies. Nothing bigger. Nothing bigger. But let's wait and see what the whistleblower actually has and what the FBI did about it. Just because he's got a document, if he comes in, they, they will produce this. Just because he has a document that says these allegations, that still doesn't mean he did it. Right. There's a lot to find out, but it's, a, it's an amazing thing. They're going to be going into full spin mode, which is what they do. You mentioned that they basically lead the coverage. And this goes back to, I mean, the most on-the-record thing we have on that is Ben Rhodes from the Obama administration. I mean, remember this quote? It's still one of the most remarkable things that's ever come out. He says, we're talking about how uh, the Iran deal, how they sold the Iran deal to the American people. All these newspapers, this is an Obama administration official. All these newspapers used to have foreign bureaus. Now they don't. They call us to explain to them what's happening in Moscow and Cairo. Most of the outlets are reporting on world events from Washington. The average reporter we talk to is 27 years old, and their only reporting experience consists of being around political campaigns. That's a sea change. They literally know nothing. That's an on-the-record quote from an Obama official. It's true. It's true. This is how, I mean, this is how they like get away when, with this stuff. When I first got into national uh, broadcast, and we were at CNN, do you remember, I, I did a couple of interviews with big legendary names in the industry and i would come off the floor and i'd go that person has no idea what they're even talking about they don't care they're not interested they they have no idea they got some questions that a producer handed i mean so it was bad then but now you have people that were trained in college and they were told this is what journalism really is which it's not and they have no experience. And they're just going in and trusting them. That. The Glenn Beck Program. Going on a limb here and make a bold statement. Uh, it shouldn't cost you an arm and a leg every time you want to throw some steaks on the grill. You know what I mean? Uh, and when you do, you should be grilling with the best meat. You want the best meat. You want American beef. They, they taste different. You want American beef that was sourced here in the United States. You want to help our ranchers and our farmers uh, by by keeping them in business, by buying their product. They are the backbone of our economy and our way of life. Eighty five percent of the grass fed beef is imported from overseas. You want the highest quality. And I'm telling you that good ranchers beef is really, really good. And it's not just, you know, oh, fillets for Muffy. Uh, it's also just ground beef. It's, it's everything you need. Chicken. And they're going to lock in the price. So you, your price never goes up no matter what happens at the grocery store. GoodRanchers.com. Use the promo code BECK. Get $30 off any box right now. It's GoodRanchers.com. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn is the place to go to subscribe to Blaze TV. Just use the promo code Glenn and you'll save 10 bucks.
I truly believe that if there is a God, uh, his, his work, his glory has got to be that um, he can save man, his creation, and, and create uh, a world where if we understand what's going on, we'll be joyous. That we have joy in our life. We are meant to have joy. And uh, I, I have, uh, it's weird. Um, about three weeks ago or so, um, I was praying and I, I heard, I need you here every day for the next two weeks. And so I dedicated myself. I'd come in, do the show, and then I would go and pray. And uh, I, I'm having a hard time seeing things this is exact opposite for me i've tried to be positive for a very long time and i i I couldn't i'm like oh my gosh the news of the day and then uh, it would get sidetracked i'm having a hard time not talking to you now about the good things and i don't mean the good things are going on because those are a little sparse i mean just the things like you are in control of your own life. You are in control of your own emotions. You're in control. You were born for a reason. You if you are if you are locked in this trap where you are like I'm a bad person or I've done all these things or I can't be of use cuz I'm too small or whatever that is, that's all a lie. And I want you to know that we are not we are not battling men or Democrats or Republicans. We are battling evil, full-fledged evil. And what does evil do? Evil perverts everything. Evil twists all the words to make you believe it doesn't exist. uh, And that it's actually kind of a good thing, you know? Listen to this story. The after-school Satan club was brought by a parent who wanted a non-Christian religious club that would be safe and inclusive for their non-Christian children. So you go to the satanic temple? Okay. Judgment issue there, right off the bat. Hey, Mom, I don't really think that's a good idea. The federal judge now has ruled that a Pennsylvania school district must allow an after-school Satan club. They ruled in 1962, no state-sponsored prayer, violation of the establishment. That's not true. Bring that up right now. I bet you there are people that are looking for the case if somebody has the balls to read the Bible or say a prayer every day in a public school and they make a good case for it, I'm telling you that would get in front of the Supreme Court and I think they'd overturn this. But that was ruled in 1962. Have we gotten better or have we gotten worse? Okay, now because of free speech and all of this, you, you have to allow the worshiping of Satan. That's what they say. You don't. It's evil. No. So the school board in the Lehigh Valley in uh, Pennsylvania, now they say are obligated to allow the Satanist club. Now, listen to this. This is amazing. 
The Satanic Temple, which sponsors the After School Satan's Club, likewise applied to use school facilities after being contacted by a local parent who hoped to bring the uh, region a non-Christian religious club that would be safe and inclusive for their non-Christian children. They went on to claim that the programming undertaken in the name of Satan was open to all students, and it promotes the satanic virtues of benevolence, empathy. Now think of this. Benevolence, empathy. What are we talking about right now? What, what is in our society? Can you be a little more benevolent? Can't you help these people a little bit more? What You have no empathy for what these people, what these kids are going through? It's been twisted. There is a point to where you say, oh, my gosh, this is the 150th time you've stolen from CVS. And, boy, I feel bad because you had a really tough life. But you're going to jail. Okay? There can be empathy and love, but justice must be on the other side of the scale. Justice and mercy. So uh, they went on to say uh, it promotes benevolence, empathy, critical thinking. Critical thinking. This comes from the dark ages where you're like, don't question. Don't even question. Well, I don't. I mean, can we not even look into that? No, that's the devil making you want to do that. I haven't heard that since I don't know when. Nobody even talks about that anymore. No, it's okay to question honest questions. But, you know, it, it, it's like you're going to uh, the Mercedes dealership and, uh, you know, because you're going to church and there's the Mercedes and you're like, okay. Um, now let me go to a uh, the, the place that, Biden is is using now just it's all government money. It's completely corrupt. And let me talk to them about why I should have an EV. No, they're really corrupt. They have the wrong things going. It's all a scam. Oh, I, I think I'm going to listen and ask my questions at the Mercedes dealership. I may not buy a Mercedes, but tell me why this is the car I should have. And I'd like to know some skeptics around, but they're not part of the corrupt EV company that's that's just dirty. Okay, what are we doing? You're asking questions and you're going to Satanists for answers. What kind of answers do you think you're going to get, mom? Also, problem solving, creative expression. Listen to this one. Personal sovereignty. Really? Satan was the one for personal sovereignty? Satan was the one who said, I'll rescue them all because I'll tell them exactly what to do. And you think he's for personal sovereignty. Okay. Oh, and compassion. This is what's this is what is is happening now in our society. We are not battling um, p- 
people. People have fallen under some sort of hypnosis, some sort of spell, I swear to you. I don't know what happened to them to get them. I'm guessing it's just been a slow drip. And before you know it, you're like, yeah, the Satanist Club, that makes sense. No, it doesn't, sweetheart. It doesn't. I'm your brother. I will always love you. But I'm going to tell you the hard truth. You are on the wrong path. And it's not like we're talking about tax policies. We're talking about evil. And I don't know how people don't see that right now. Listen to this one. This is actually from uh, Newsweek, and it's from, it was written by Ashley McGuire. And she says, um, it's okay to be Roman Catholic, right? That was a question that uh, Congressman Jeff Van Drew posed to, to an FBI official in recent investigative hearings run by Congressman Jim Jordan. Somebody has to answer me, please. Uh, you'll forgive him for uh, asking the hearings ignored almost entirely, save a handful of conservative news outlets that were looking into the leaked FBI memo alleging some sort of uh, connection between radical traditionalist Catholic ideology, in the FBI's words, and violent extremism. In its title of the memo, it states that racially or ethnically motivated violent extremist in radical traditional Catholic ideology almost certainly presents new mitigation opportunities. Kind of, does that bother you? What does that mean, new mitigation opportunities? What does that mean? You're looking for crimes? You're out there? You're not prosecuting crime. You're looking for crimes. Uh, it discusses new avenues for tripwire and source development, including through outreach to traditional Catholic parishes and the development of sources, meaning get the local police, uh, a, a priest and parishioners to spy on each other. So they say, oh, no, that was a mistake. Really? Really, was it? Because that's pretty amazing. And it went out to all of the FBI nationwide. Okay. Now, what's really bad is the Catholic Church is probably the one that's getting the most pushback on abortion. Just there's been 150 attacks on Catholic churches. Um, the number the since they started tracking in 2020, the number now is over 300. There was 150 attacks uh, right after Roe versus Wade. So now this Catholic president. He's overseeing a Justice Department that is targeting the Roman Catholics because they're extremists. Now, is that are you an extremist because you don't agree with the policy of the president? It is really it, it is. Let me say this. Today is the National Day of Prayer. Last year. Roughly 15 Christians were killed for their faith every day. There were 2,110 churches that were attacked and destroyed. There were 140,000 Christians who were displaced 
only because of their faith. In North Korea, if they think you're a Christian, you get deported to a labor camp or you're executed. If they find you with a Bible in Somalia, they'll kill you immediately. Christian converts in Yemen are targeted for their faith, abused, assaulted, raped, and killed. In Libya, Christians are routinely murdered by their own families. Nigeria, 41 Christians were massacred while worshiping in their church on Pentecost. The list goes on and on. Pakistan, Sudan, India, Afghanistan, China. According to Open Door's World Watch list, there are 50 countries where Christians face very high or extremely high persecution. But today in America is our national day of prayer. By law, our president is required to release a statement that sets this day aside for a national day of prayer every year. Now, you might think and you might be thinking, oh, that's a proclamation just to save face. Our leaders don't actually believe in prayer. Yeah, that might be true. But just think about this. In America, we're worried that people might be pretending to be religious in North Korea. And all around the world, they have to pretend not to be religious or they die. This year, I want you to go into your office. I want you to go wherever wherever you have some friendlies around you, but it's a little bit risky. I want you to go in and say, hey, it's a national day of prayer. And I think we can all agree, man, our country's in trouble. I don't care what side of it you're on. We're in trouble. Can we just take a minute here and pray together? Do it. Do it. So Tucker Carlson said he just came out yeah. here and then he would never did another show. Yeah. Well, do it. It has to be done. Christians have got to take a moment and think and pray and thank God that we still live in a country where God can be welcomed and praised. Navigating through your finances can be tricky work, especially the more assets you have. Um, If you've got a home, for example, knowing whether or not to refinance the mortgage and when is the kind of thing that seems so complex that you might avoid dealing with it altogether. Listen, don't do that. You could get rid of those really high interest rate credit cards uh, and debt. Now is not the time for hesitation. What you need to do is get somebody who can help you, somebody who's on your side and not the banks. May I recommend American Financing? It's a family-owned mortgage company that's in it for you, and they're saving people just like you an average of $1,000 a month. You could close in as fast as 10 days. Plus, you could end up being able to delay up to two mortgage payments and close in as little as 10 days. The call is free. There's no obligation. There's You don't have to wait. Pick up the phone. Call them. American Financing at 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing. NMLS 182334. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Glenn Beck. You know, a uh, a few years ago, the uh, summer of COVID, we were planning a major event uh, called Restoring the Covenant, and it was going to be in Gettysburg. 
and uh, then COVID hit, and it everything just became a disaster. Uh, and ever since then, I've been kind of casually going, where where should we do it? Where, blah blah blah. And 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 what I'm talking about doing is restoring the covenant. R- right after Gettysburg, we had lost everything um, prior to Gettysburg. I think we maybe won a couple of battles. After Gettysburg, Lincoln changed, and he dedicated and renewed the covenant, and he asked the people to do it in a proclamation. After that weekend, we won every battle except one or two. It was it, It's so clear where that pivot happened, and we need to renew the covenant. And uh, I have decided I am not going to try to find a place where 50,000 of us can get together when there's 12 million of us meeting here every day. What we need is many people involved. So we are going to renew the covenant uh, and it will be a special event on this broadcast. We'll give you the date. We're going to do 40 days before of prayer and get ourselves ready to do something significant and rededicate ourselves to God. I mean, if you like mockumentaries, this is I do. really, I, I really it. smart. It's, it's uh, I mean, it's not political. This is not a political right. thing, but it seems political because it's all about the insanity of the COVID lockdowns and what it took to reopen. What it did to regular people. Yeah, regular. It, I mean, it is... Mostly regular. It, In this case, maybe a little irregular. <laughs> <laughs> but, the but mostly characters regular. are so good. Yeah. Really, Just so good. Really funny. We're going to be talking to a couple of the stars yeah. of it here coming up in a little bit. And that premieres, was it next week or is it tonight? Tonight. tonight. Yeah. Um, uh, Blaze TV embarking on our mission to save comedy and impact the culture. Uh, tonight... We release our first ever full-length comedy film. It's called Reopening. It's a mockumentary, and I think you're going to love it. like that Stu? no we are just looking up uh at a monitor and we are watching the different regional banks uh on the big board uh for trading and it's all red it's all red but don't worry this is all contained no i think there might be something else happening that we should consider at least we're going to tell you all about the latest in the banking uh sector and uh, what it means and what could be going on and how we stop it in 60 seconds. 
If you're not as self-reliant as you can possibly be, the chances are you're going to regret it in the near future. And uh, and it's pretty pretty high chance. If you have taken a look at the news, you know I personally think this is the most prepared audience or group of millions of people. You're more prepared, I think, than any other group in the world. You have been paying attention to the uh, news. You have prepared over the years. If you haven't, please, please prepare. Three months of emergency food is what every family should have. Three months of emergency food. And you can get this, and it will last uh, for 25 years by going to My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply, they have emergency food, free survival gear, Worth over $200 when you buy their three-month supply. You get the free survival gear, which is so important. MyPatriotSupply.com. Do it now. Great deal. MyPatriotSupply.com. All right. So the latest on, let's say, I think the bank we're all worried about now is PacWest. It is down 60% in the last Five days, 60 percent. You're seeing uh, PacWest, you're seeing regional banks uh, go down. Now, who does this serve? For these to go down, who does this serve? Who's winning? I want you to think out of the box of just as this is just a bad system. Uh, and it's got it's they've brought it upon themselves. Okay, I agree with that. But I also think there are going to be winners and losers in the end. So who would win by a financial collapse of the United States? Every enemy we've ever had: Iran, Saudi Arabia, uh, China, Russia, all of them. Okay, they all would like to see us collapse and it would benefit them to a great uh, to a great extent we know that short selling happened after 911 or uh, right before 911 right before the planes hit that morning somebody just dumped stocks so we know somebody had information Prior to the uh, event, and we think it was a sovereign fund. We think it was Saudi Arabia. So here we have another crash, and we're all watching it, and we're all talking about the Federal Reserve and and how stupid they have been and how we don't believe them when they say, no, this is contained. The American uh, financial sector is solid. No, it's not. And we all know it. Stop lying to us. We're not 12. So they say they're doing everything they can to protect our banks. Now, I need a lot more information on this, but there is a story from Reuters that all of the major bank failures we've seen in the past few weeks involve days or weeks of massive and targeted short selling where hundreds of stock traders bid lower and lower against the current stock price targeted short selling again it's going to take us a week to put all of this together so don't take this as 
gospel yet. Targeted short selling. Reuters says it's happening. Now, this is where day traders collaborate online. Usually they'll go into a chat room and they they pick a stock and they specifically target that stock. You remember GameStop. All of a sudden it lost 95 percent of its value in just a few days. That's targeted short selling, and it doesn't take a lot of people. It just takes enough to start the algorithms to pick up, and then all of a sudden red lights begin to flash in Wall Street, and they're like, wait a minute, something's happening with this stock. Now, according to Reuters, this seems to be what happened with the failures at First Republic Bank, Silicon Valley Bank, and Signature Bank all of which had sudden drops in stock value ahead of the depositors withdrawing. You withdrew your money because you started to see what was happening on the stock market. It began to make you question. Then you started pulling your money out and Silicon Valley Bank said, we're out. Okay. It didn't start with you pulling your money out. It started with the stock dropping suddenly. Now, if this report is correct, it means that our financial, our banking system is under attack. And it's either under attack by profit-seeking nerds in some gaming chat room, or worse, by foreign actors trying to take down the U.S. banking system, or I think worse than that, Follow the money. Who's winning here? When this goes down, who wins? You have two ways to go. Very clear wins. Anybody, a foreign adversary, clear win. Most likely, that probably would be it if there's short selling. I don't believe that it's a bunch of teenagers or 20-somethings, you know, like, we're going to get rich. Maybe it is. Foreign actors have... Great incentive. But who's making real money on the fact that they're collapsing? The big banks. How? These regional banks collapse. The big banks buy them where their sugar daddy, which is the representation of the six biggest banks in America, all of those big banks, they are the ones that make up the Fed. It's a private corporation. And they cannot audit the Fed. You don't have a right to audit the Fed. So we don't really know what the Fed is doing. It is so corrupt. So when these things crash, the Fed says, we're going to take on all the bad debt. That means you're going to take on all of the bad debt. Okay, They're going to hold it away on their on their balance sheet that nobody really sees. We don't really know what's on the balance sheet. So we see this and we're like, oh, the Fed's going to take care of it. But you're on the hook for that. Okay. You are on the hook. And if they don't pass it to the taxpayer, they're going to pass it to you by the big banks charging you more money. And that tax, you know, or, or, or price increase, if you will, on their services that is what will pay for the bad stuff. So you're bailing everything out one way or another. And the banks get to keep all of the good stuff. 
Now, I don't know if this is happening. I don't know who is responsible. It could be. It could very well be just people who are nefarious and have have it out for America and they're trying to collapse us. But if this report is correct from Reuters, it means we are under attack. Now, there's a simple solution to this. The Biden administration and the Secretary of Treasury, Janet Yellen, can just make short selling of any federally insured bank illegal. Now, why would you do that? If you forbid any stock trading platform for accepting or executing uh, short sales and make it punishable as a federal crime, you can change this. You can stop this. If traders, you know, are targeting GameStop, I don't care. That's not national security. But our financial sector is national security. So anyone who is targeting our banking and financial system, don't you think we should at least have the conversation? I mean, I'm a capitalist. I don't like regulation. But at this point, if somebody is intentionally going after our financial sector, shouldn't we at least have this conversation about saying this maybe this should be illegal? This is an example where our financial industry needs regulatory protection. If, if this is happening, it will be too late to find out if it was Russia or China or their puppets or whoever is, is, is benefiting off of the short sale of all of these banks. This is, if it's a foreign actor, that's an act of war. And remember what Putin said, ones and zeros. It's all going to be fought with ones and zeros. This is a way to do that. I'm not accusing Russia. I don't want war with Russia. I don't want any of that. But I do want the truth. It is within the power of President Biden to protect our financial markets by making short selling of U.S. banks illegal. If they don't, you'd have to ask why a president who loves regulation does not believe really in the free market, is in bed with the banks. Why won't he do that? I think America should ask that question and demand an answer. In almost all cases, the secret to success in buying or selling a home is having the right real estate agent. It's not just as simple as having somebody who you know knows how to find a good home for you that's in your budget or get a home out there that's, you know, the best possible price. Those things are important, but there's so much more. You need the best real estate agent you can find. Agents that take their job seriously. They know the best practices to elevate your real estate experience to the next level. Get the most for your house and get you into the next house at the cheapest price. When you go to find an agent, will you please just... Stop at realestateagentsitrust.com. Just tell us where you're moving from, where you're moving to, and we will recommend, if we have somebody in your area, we'll recommend not people that work for me, but people my team have vetted. We know who they are. We have watched them. I mean, it takes weeks 
of vetting to get one of these agents on. We are serious about it. Don't take my word for it. Contact them. See for yourself. Do an interview with one of these agents. Realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. 10 seconds. Station ID. Okay, here's another thing that you should ask why. Yesterday, Biden proposed a 30% climate change tax on cryptocurrency mining. So now, 30% tax for the environment. Now, he's trying to persuade Congress to pass it because of the high energy demands of mining. I don't think that's why he's doing it. It has nothing to do with climate change. Nothing. When your banks are having a hard time and your dollar is dropping and you care about the people, you don't limit the way they can protect themselves. Look at it. Look, I want you to think about this. Is the government helping you protect yourself and be independent in any way, shape, or form? Or are they making you more dependent on a system that you are seeing collapse all around you? Okay? Everything. Schools? Collapsing. Just collapsing. What is the government doing? They're certainly not giving you, you know, more school choice. They're not like, hey, let's... Let's just stop this uh, stuff. Let people take, you know, let's give them tax benefits. Let's get their money back to them. If they want out, they can go find someplace else. They're not doing that. They are doing more and more to trap you in that system. We have Gotham growing in several cities in our nation. Gotham. That's not an exaggeration. Talk to people who live in San Francisco. Talk to people who live in New York. It's Gotham. Same with with Chicago. Is the government allowing you more room to protect yourself and your family? Or are they taking away your opportunity to protect yourself and you have to rely on the collapsing system just think of gun control that way there's a there's a story um that was out yesterday i think about a guy he's a boxer did you see this too he's a boxer in uh california deontay wilder do you know who he is i did i saw the story but i did not know him before okay this. So he was stopped, traffic, spot, uh, traffic stop in Los Angeles, and they smelled marijuana. Now, I don't know why, if you're smelling marijuana in you're a cop in California or New York where it's legal and everything smells like pot now, <laughs> yeah. literally, you walk down the streets of New York and it's just pot you're everywhere. Constantly smelling it all the time. All the time. So unless he was impaired... Why did they search his car? But they searched his car and they found a gun. And his response, now he's on bail, $35,000, could go to jail, arrested on a gun charge. His thing was, I'd rather be safe than sorry. Now imagine, 
you're a wealthy black man, probably a flashy car. You're just going in for gas. My wife right now has been approached over and over and over again in good parts of Texas. Hey, you have some money? Nice car. And she's freaked out. Freaked out. <laughs> As a person who goes to convenience stores a lot and maybe yeah. sadly eats snacks in the yeah. parking lot alone, um, you can't do that anymore in, in gas stations. Like, I, just there's always somebody coming up to you telling you that they're about they only have five dollars left and they gotta right. get all the way to this. It city. hasn't it's gotten such a BS story. It hasn't gotten bad in Texas yet. No. Okay. And it's already happening. And I told my wife, honey. You either have, when somebody approaches you, there's two ways to go. And I'm serious about this. You rip off your shirt and you just act crazy. I'm coming for you. I'm coming. Oh, I want to fight. Yeah, let's fight. And those people will be like, I ain't messing with that. That guy's crazy. Okay. Or the advice you're giving your wife. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's the advice that my security (laughs) detail said. If you can't fight, you don't have a gun and you are in danger. (laughs) You either give everything and hope they leave you alone. Right. Okay. But if you're a woman, mm, uh, hope they leave you alone. Or if you can pee your pants on purpose, so you just see a big wet spot coming, and you're like, "Yeah!" <laughs> They'll they freak out. Nobody, nobody wants to fight crazy people. Yeah, okay? I, I could see that. So uh, he says, "I'd rather be safe than sorry." I understand that. I understand that. The police, the police don't work in a lot of cities anymore. They don't work. You can't get a cop there fast enough. You can't get a cop there in some cities for days. So what am I supposed to do? Is this administration making it easier for you to protect yourself or harder? And if the answer is harder, then you have to ask why. The books that we've put out, the things that we tell you every day, you know, um, from Agenda 21, we did a story last night on the book Agenda 21 and how it's all there. It's all there. And then we did the Great Reset and the new book is coming out. Please get your copy now so you know you get a good copy. Uh, Get it now at Amazon. It comes out in about a month or a month and a half. Grab it now. It is called Dark Future. That is the answer. But if you if you know people who don't believe that, just ask them, why are we make they making us more vulnerable? When they put a 30% tax on cryptocurrency, when people are pulling their money out of the bank because the banking system is not stable. I can make an excuse for them and buy into it. The president can't say banks are unstable. The Fed can't do that or everybody will freak out. But you don't trap people in a failing system. That's what they're doing in almost 
every instance, all across the board. More in just a minute. The Glenn Beck Program. You know what I feel bad for? I feel bad for zombies. I do. No, seriously, think about being a zombie. I mean, sure, you get the nice clothes. Uh, you get that green slime on your face, which has got to be a lot of fun. The chicks dig that. Uh, but you don't really ever get to sleep. You know, you're always there. Even if you're alone under a pile of rubble and you're a zombie, you're not sleeping under that. I mean, sometimes I'd be like, hey, at least I guess, you know, I can get a good 18 hours of sleep a day if I'm a zombie. No, you're awake the whole time. That sucks. If you ever feel like a zombie, may I recommend Relief Factor Sleep. 100% drug free. Yeah. I don't know if it'll work for zombies, but I don't personally know any. But from my experience as a non-zombie, it works. Don't feel like a zombie. Get some sleep. 800, the number four relief. 800 for relief or relieffactor.com. It's relief sleep from relieffactor.com. It's a mockumentary about the COVID reopening. You're going to love it. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn, and the movie is called Reopening. It premieres tonight. an interview with Peter Thiel uh, this morning uh, on Honestly with Barry Weiss and uh, he said um, the Republicans are the party of the stupid and uh, Democrats are the party of evil uh, and <laughs> Jeez. yeah it's an optimistic picture of our country yeah I know well I mean he's talking about the parties themselves and and I think that's generally good I don't think he's talking about the people uh, of the country that identify with those two parties. I think we have so much in common, but we have just been duped by so many different things. Did you know that uh, Open the Books has uh, revealed that 76 of the 102 rank-and-file regulatory agencies, Social Security Agency, Environmental Protection, Veterans Affairs, Health and Human Services, the FDA, uh, the um, uh, farm people, I can't remember what they're, the, I mean, all of these things have gunned up. I asked you a few minutes ago, are they making you safer or less safe? Are they having you rely on a failing system or on yourself? Because I bet on you every time. There are now more federal agents with arrest and firearm authority than there are U.S. Marines. The IRS purchased $35.2 million worth of guns, ammunition, and other tactical gear, and then they really picked it up after 2020. They've spent another $10 million just in the last couple of years. Why? Why does the... Why does the Farm people, why are they worried about cows? What are they worried about? 
milkmen with guns? And if you have a problem like that, you call out the National Guard. Why do all of these agencies have all these guns? Well, we can't answer that question because no one is doing any journalism anymore. <clears throat> they are part of the system. Their job is to be antagonistic toward the government. That's their main job. They're supposed to be skeptical. They represent you. But they have flipped this. They're supposed to take on the Pentagon and the CIA and big tech and anyone that might have an agenda that is hostile to you. But now they're practically on the payroll. So you don't trust the media anymore. Do you trust the CIA? By the way, Tucker Carlson was always critical of CIA, always critical of the war. Pentagon just came out. I've never seen the Pentagon comment on a commentator. Never. They did. Did you know? Let me ask you this. Have you heard about the document that is a sworn declaration of a 9-11 investigator with the Office of Military Commissions, part of the Department of Defense Military Commission's defense organization, the document dated July 20th, 2021 and it first appeared on a washington post journalist substack not in the washington post it was in jeff stein's spy talk now before i tell you if the, if you have you heard about it before i tell you what it is when was the last time you heard any update on anything regarding 911 I haven't even thought about it, right? You're not. Years. Nothing. Mm -hmm. Decade, maybe. Have you heard about this recently discovered sworn declaration anywhere? Now, maybe there's nothing to report here. Okay. Well, what is it? It's just the allegation from multiple FBI agents that the CIA was running an illegal domestic spy agency inside the United States. That's bad enough. The declaration states that the Saudis were being used as intermediaries to recruit Al-Qaeda operatives, which the CIA wanted to employ. The... One of the guys, an intelligence officer in employee of the Saudi government, was, quote, directed to attempt to recruit two of the 9-11 hijackers at the Saudi consulate in Los Angeles. The declaration by multiple officers alleges the CIA knew the two hijackers were inside the United States and they were trying to recruit them through an illegal domestic espionage operation. And they were trying to hide everything from the FBI. This information just came out. Why isn't that all over the media? The CIA was running illegal operations that accidentally led to the worst tragedy on American soil seems kind of newsworthy. Where's the curiosity? Is it a problem of sourcing? Maybe they didn't have good sources. Let me tell you what they have swearing behind this document. 11 ex-FBI agents, 
two ex-CIA agents, a CNN investigative journalist, former deputy of National Security Advisor Richard Clark, and former Senator Bob Graham. But just those guys. Just those guys. Why doesn't anybody care? I'll tell you why they don't care. Because how many times have you heard in the last six years, according to our sources at the NSA, according to a CIA official that doesn't want to be named, according to uh, our intelligence community, this is what's happening. They have been infiltrated and they are bought and sold. Whether they know it or not, I have no idea. Why is this allowed to stand? Because we're distracted. We're not paying attention. And you think you don't have any power. Did you hear Randy Weingarten when she came out a couple of days ago? I was there. I was advocating for the reopening of schools. No, you weren't. The teachers union, that was the biggest obstacle. We couldn't open because of the teachers union. So you get away with this? Yes. Mainstream media? Yes. I think Elon Musk may end up being the most important freedom of speech guy that has lived in a long time. It was Twitter users that took the claim made by PolitiFact about the teachers union, um, uh, you know, advocating for schools and COVID. He's added something called community notes. It's a good feature. It's a great feature. I think it was actually added before he started, but now it's actually being utilized the way it should be, Mm -hmm. where they will correct people on the left. Right, right. And they're add, you have to add sources, and then it has to be verified. And is this true? Well, it's been verified, and it's been Twitter users. Not Twitter, users. You have a memory. You remember these things. You have to stand up and share them. And you have to support the people who are doing it. Did you see 36% of Americans would watch Tucker Carlson online? 36, but just took a poll. 36% of Americans would watch him online. A lot of speculation, according to, I think this is Newsmax, about where Carlson's next move might be, although a lot could depend on his contract status with Fox and how soon he can negotiate his release from the network. Odds maker Bovada, do you know that? Bovada, yeah. Bovada mm-hmm. uh, has Glenn Beck's online network, Blaze TV, as the three to two favorite in landing Carlson. Newsmax is next at five to two, Um, you know, but sometimes the underdog wins. I'm just saying. Tucker. Come to Jamaica. Anyway, but you're the favorite. Why are you want the underdog to win? No, I know. Sometimes the underdog wins. Oh, I see. Okay, so I'm not. We're not counting any chicken until it's in my. No, I'm not (laughs) counting a chicken until it's on my plate and I got a fork in it. Anyway, um, (laughs) there are truth tellers. And there are people that are trying to do it. I am. I'm not asking you to join the blaze against anybody else. If you could afford to join the blaze and, you know, you go to Daily Wire and you do that. If you can only afford one and you think you get better value at Daily Wire, do that. But I ask you, I think what we are offering here is really 
really important. And we need you. It's because of Twitter that that was debunked and doesn't stand. It is the people. And we need to be able to be in touch with each other. So if you haven't joined us, please join us, will you? Join us at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn and you're going to save. And today is a great day to do it. Uh, today, uh, we have reopening premiere. Uh, reopening is the first offering from Blaze TV of this fantastic, fantastic, uh, I don't know what you would call them, mockumentary troupe or, or uh, comedy troupe. These guys made a mockumentary about a small town theater trying to live up to the standards to open up their, you know, their local play stage uh, in a small town and live up to all of the things. And it is hysterical, absolutely hysterical. We have a couple of the guys on here with us in just a minute to talk about it. But that premieres tonight, Blaze TV. All right, back in just a minute. Lori wrote in about her dog's experience with rough green. She says, our dog is seven years old and she has scoliosis and hip issues. Ouch. She always liked to get up in her bed, uh, get up in our bed with us. We would now have to lift her up. Then we started her on rough greens. Now she's a lot more active. She actually runs and then jumps on our bed. She loves rough greens. So do we. Thank you so much, Lori, for writing in. Naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black gets all the credit. He invented the solution, and it is rough greens. It's vitamins, minerals, probiotics, antioxidants, everything that makes your dog healthy and happy. Most dogs love it right off the bat. It will, it's a boost to your dog's food and bringing that food back to life. Uh, they have a special deal right now. They'll get, your, get you your first bag free just for your dog to try it out. Make sure he likes it. That's free. Just pay for shipping. Go to roughgreens.com slash Beck, 833-G-L-E-N-N-33, roughgreens, R-U-F-F, greens.com slash Beck, roughgreens.com slash Beck. Glenn Beck. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. So Kirsten Cinema has taken great offense to the border comments from the White House. Uh, the senator said she takes offense to the White House press secretary's questionable claim that illegal immigration is down by more than 90 percent. She said, obviously, the border is not secure and anyone with eyes can see that. Now, see, that's an interesting thing I have. I've just assumed those were eyes on uh, the White House press secretary, but maybe they're not. Maybe they're not eyes. Mm. No, she reads everything. That's so, right. Yeah, so she's they have always, to be eyes. She is always looking down and she does blink furiously when she's trying to make stuff up. She said this is factually not true. Well, anyone who lives in a border state like I do, born and raised in Arizona, actually takes offense to these comments because they're factually not true. The reality is... That border communities in my state are suffering already, and that's before the end of Title 42. That ends next week and Thursday, right? This is your story for next week, because there are 
probably hundreds of thousands of people who are waiting for this to just come across. We don't know the exact number. We just know there's thousands and thousands, but probably hundreds of thousands that are all going to try to cross as soon as this is gone. So let me give you another piece of this. I told you yesterday that um, there are crimes that are being committed that do not have to be committed here. Our, Our citizens are dying from fentanyl. Um, they're dying from illegal aliens. You've got illegal aliens coming across in the border and they're being drug trafficking, uh, involved in drug trafficking. They're involved in, in human slavery and child sex trafficking. I mean, these people are the most vulnerable of the vulnerable. And Joe Biden's administration should be held to account for all of that. Uh, and I, I think they are without any kind of deal between them. They're in bed with the cartels. They are making the cartels wildly, wildly rich. And China is involved. China is now selling industrial pill press equipment used to turn powdered fentanyl into pills to the Mexican cartels. You know what this is? This is the opium wars. That's this is what Great Britain did uh, back in the 1800s Stu, yeah, uh, to cripple China. They got their people hooked. They went right across the border. They got all of the opium and they started marketing it inside. They started running it across the border and got the Chinese people all hooked on opium. Well, what do you think? Where, where did they get this idea? They're doing exactly the same thing. They learn from history. We don't. And uh, next week it gets really bad. They're expecting 10,000 people a day to cross our border and be let loose. 10,000 people a day. Well, that's a, huh, that's an awful lot. And where are they going? Where are they going? Who's going to pay for them? Who's going to help them? Who's you going to give them a job? I mean, there's lots of jobs available because Americans just won't work anymore. Why? Because this administration is letting them drink off the teat of government. At some point, at some point, this will all come crashing down. And uh, and justice will be served. I just don't know how long it's going to take us to get there, but do not lose faith. Justice will be served. It always does. First, let me tell you about uh, Rough Greens. You owe it to your dog to do the best to make sure that he's happy and healthy through his life or her life. It's a responsibility that comes with the privilege of having man's best friend next to you naturopathic doctor dennis black created uh the answer for the problem with our dogs our dogs were healthier actually when they were eating scraps off the plate um than they are now some of the especially kibble food is dead food it's not good and it doesn't have all the vitamins minerals the probiotics the antioxidants anything that's alive that's healthy your dog needs they're not getting it rough greens is a supplement you put on top of the dog's food and it is uh, quite remarkable. It is Rough Greens. Roughgreens.com slash Beck, or you can call 833-GLEN-33. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. All right. 
reopening next. sick freak we're gonna take a break from the usual you know the usual we're all gonna die that stuff we're gonna stop for just a minute and tell you about a uh, a premiere of a movie on blaze tv tonight it is a mockumentary if you are a fan a fan of any christopher guest uh movie you are going to love this if you've never seen a mockumentary watch it with an old person who really won't get it because they'll be very confused. It is hysterical. We're going to tell you all about it in 60 seconds. Nothing better than uh, sitting in wall-to-wall traffic on your way to work and then your check engine light goes off. How much is it going to cost to repair your car? When your car, I swear they rig it this way. The other people at General Motors, they know. Let's make everything work until the warranty goes out. And that's how they get you. I have a couple of trucks uh, at the farm that we use just to haul, sometimes manure. So I don't really care about these trucks at all. I just want them to drive. Uh, And one of them went down and it was like a $7,000 repair. And I looked at the guy, the mechanic, and I'm like, why didn't you call me first? The truck is worth like $10. And uh, he said, oh, I'm sorry. I called CarShield. It's all worked out. And I'm all I could think of is I better get out of here before they figure out that there was something wrong, that that, that was, it wasn't supposed to be that. I was just like, good. Thank you very much. I'm on my way. CarShield saved thousands of dollars for me. Can do the same for you. Get coverage like I have with CarShield.com slash Beck. CarShield.com slash Beck. 800-227-6100. 800-227-6100. It is CarShield.com slash Beck. Reopening is a mockumentary about reopening a small theater in a small town uh at the end of covid now we next week we are at the official end of covid uh the 15 days only lasted like 1500 days um but it was close it had a one and a five in it so we're good um the things that we went through are insane just insane and they have taken all of the most insane things that all of us went through and made a mockumentary, and here's a couple of clips from it. So legend has it that there are ghosts in our theater. Any person that has come to see a show and then leaves and then dies becomes a ghost. Now, they can always listen to your feet tapping, 
And that's where the park is. <laughs> oh, My name is Roger Bastian. I wear many hats. I am a theater director. Okay, everyone, listen up. Today's gonna be a big day. I am a theater owner. This would be very off-putting for an audience member. They may feel that they're in a crack house. I'm a crowd pleaser. Why are there cameras here? They are filming a documentary. Well, it's, it's a huge Hollywood film, and they're gonna be watching us reopen the theater. You just said documentary. Don't start with me today! Okay. <laughs> We're gonna clean up. We're gonna disinfect. We're gonna reopen. <laughs> the most accurate form of coronavirus testing is anal swab. Anal swab, like your what? anal area or anal? What goes, what goes in the anal? Oh my God, what time is it, Roger? It's 11.32 a.m. Guess what, you've won the lottery. No, I'm kidding. You want something better, a role in my show. <laughs> it might be off-putting and scare an audience if they think that you're scared. My line's coming up. <laughs> the water's moving. <laughs> We're gonna reopen. Stop saying anal! <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, you will laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh. Uh, Kelsey Cook uh, is one of the stars. She plays uh, Penny. And Chris Guerra is uh, the, I, I think you're the director. You're the co-writer. Co-director. Co-director. Actor. Theater owner. Yeah, the theater Co-editor. <laughs> you're hysterical. <laughs> Just <you>. hysterical. <laughs> so I'm a huge fan. I mean, it. It. Uh, there's. there's really two movies that, I judge people on if you don't like the princess bride, and that's a pretty low hurdle. If you don't like the princess bride, we cannot be friends. If you don't like uh, Christopher Guest films, we'll never be good no. friends. Okay. No. Um, this just screams Christopher Guest. Yeah. They do it all improv. How do you do this? Um, same thing. I mean, we wrote a very strong outline scene by scene. We wrote uh, very detailed character descriptions because character is the most important. And do they develop them on their own and then come to the table with a character? No, we set who the characters were and then filmed them for an hour and a half each, interviewing them and let them develop before we even started shooting. Oh, wow. Okay. And then those characters, when they all came together... They had this long history of who they were and how they interact with people. So, And then they also changed as we went along. Sometimes oh, yeah. it was availability. Sometimes it was just relationships changed because of the stories that we just improved on the spot. Um, my character, Penny, we had a really hard time figuring out her story. <laughs> and I actually did not like her at first. I was really bored with her. And we all co-wrote it with Matthew Coppin. And um, we... Uh, we just had a hard time figuring her out and how she was going to come out. We, we had an idea of what she wanted to do at the end, but couldn't figure it out. And um, through the six months it took us to make this film um, and actors availabilities changing, she had her shining moment and it just yeah. all came together. The, uh, there was one who was on Skype the whole time. Yep. Yes. Uh, <laughs> representing that person that just doesn't want to come in. I would yeah. imagine. Uh, yep. uh, was that real or not? Yeah. We had many uh, hurdles to overcome based mm -hmm. on, on people's 
uh, comfort level at the time. We were all different. And yeah. we didn't know what we were doing. We were figuring it out as we went. And so we accommodated everybody based on their comfort levels. And that was uh, a real thing that we all encountered. Zoom, right? Yeah, and the yeah, struggles yeah. with Zoom. Yeah. Every piece where the Zoom pops out and it cuts out is real. It actually she happened. She was live. And the timing was just incredible. Perfect. It was just perfect. Yeah. It's just perfect. It was the one take. We're yeah. like, we're keeping Because it's like, because it's, it's real. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, 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 everything you did, we all met people like this. We all uh, went through things like this. And, and then you just took it to the next level. When, at what point, because I think we were, before it was all politicized. Yes. We were all alike. And I give everybody the benefit of the doubt, uh, except for Fauci, at the very (laughs) beginning. The very beginning, I think everybody was just, we didn't know what was coming. Everybody was just doing their best. At what point did you look at each other and go, okay, okay, this is just a comedy show? You know what? It's interesting. When when it started out, there's a line in the film that just says, we're just trying to figure it out. The CDC guy says this. But- in the beginning stages, like vaccines hadn't come out yet, nothing really. I mean, we were just literally on set going, okay, let's make this work. We want to create, right? We want to perform so bad. We've been sitting at home. This, mm-hmm. this can't happen. We need to let an outlet, right? I think halfway through the, the, the project, right, is when it started to get more crazy. This is a little ridiculous. Right. And again, though, every shoot day, we were very careful. We're like, okay, how do we do a mockumentary and not mock Co- people dying. Yes, right. Yeah. So, oh, I think you did a great stuff. job. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It oh, was, when the inspector, <laughs> <laughs> the anal swab thing is. I mean, I watched it. Then I said, <laughs> "Honey, you got to come and see this." And she sat down. She watched it. And then my son walked in, and, and I'm like, "You got to watch this." The whole family watched this. Yeah, it's yeah. oh, that's fun. Uh, the whole family, and I don't know very many films where you can get the teenagers. And the parents sitting down and all laughing love that. at the same. Well, we, we've that. said, too, you know, when the kids go to sleep, we watch our movies. Yes. During the day, the kids watch their movies. Right. And I hate that. I do, yeah. too. I want that to come back where when we watch a kid's movie with our kids and they laugh and they see us laugh, mm-hmm. they, they watch us. Yes. And then it becomes this, then it's they really want to talk about the film afterwards. Yeah. And yeah. We, we want to bring that back where yeah. families but, can watch films together. It, it is such a missing, and it has gotten worse and worse and worse to where... You know, it's so gratuitous at yeah. times. It's like, it's not necessary. Why do you do that? And I think comedy is, is therapy too. Comedy, oh, is, yeah. comedy is, from the beginning, we wanted to do comedy. But we, we say we do comedy with heart. We want it to show hope and joy in the middle of something that was so chaotic and so unsure. We didn't know what we were doing, but we found hope. I think that is the secret to Ricky Gervais. <laughs> Every yeah. single thing he does. Um, I know what was the one where he played the handicapped guy in the. It's oh, all uh, 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 Kevin or something like extras, that. No, uh, no, no. Uh, he played a handicapped guy in a nursing home, uh, and you're watching it, and yeah. and it's parts of it are just completely outrageous, and it's so funny. But over the whole arc of the show, it just screams heart and yeah. it ties up at the end where you're like, oh my gosh, that's sweet. Right. Yeah. And that doesn't happen very often. Mm-hmm. No. Well, let's let's not be, let's laugh at stuff, but then 
if you get to enjoy the character's experience in it, and then you get to kind of peek in on what their life is like, then you, there's heart in that. There's hope in that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like we're not. And it's we're relatable. initially laughing at the insanity, right? Yes. But of the even the wheelchair thing, right? But yeah. then you get to know who he is, and you're like, oh, this guy is a sweet guy. Yeah. Like he's, and he's it's well. really, <laughs> it's really, uh, I mean, especially now. This I think would make anybody laugh, even not Fauci. But pretty much everybody else would laugh at this. It's not political. It's just the funny look at what we went. And I think we can laugh now. Yes. Yeah. And I think we, what we say is it just holds a mirror up to what was happening. It's just literally I remember does. being you know, up at night scrolling social media and seeing the anal swab thing happening and just literally telling <laughs> did Chris. The, did you guys know? Did, who knew about that? I found it on the news. And but I said, I know. we're literally I mean, putting who, it. Who on the staff when you were oh, shooting that? We didn't. Knew? We didn't tell them until we didn't tell them until right we before we shot it. Just did it because well, I wanted to get real. Real. If you watch the other camera angle, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 it's just them going. Oh, they're so oh, <laughs> they're just holding, holding in, back just shaking. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh my god, <laughs> believe! And their reaction to it—if that was all just spontaneous reaction, yeah. What ain't what part anal? What I mean, it was uh-huh. just, just so. <laughs> So good. It's the beauty, too, of just how talented those performers are. How many times do you have to reshoot because you break each other up? Oh, man. There is so much footage. There's there's an eight-hour movie. Um, Lots of bloopers to share. There's tons of extra scenes, too. We we had to do maybe two to three takes. And, yeah, we would break sometimes. But we just told people, like, never, never go, oh, shoot, I messed up. No, just stop. Pull it back together and keep going so we can somehow cut around it. Otherwise, yeah. that just would have been. I mean, we were always breaking up. Even our the our co-director and DP who was filming, he had a mask on because we were required to at the time. And uh, I did air quotes. <laughs> and um, he said, I'm glad I had a mask on because then they couldn't see me laughing yeah. for oh. eight hours a day. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it, I mean, I don't know how you kept a straight face. Yeah. It's it's just great. And that just kept rolling. It uh, <laughs> it premieres tonight. And I have to say, I, I don't know your political stance. I don't want to know your political stance. I'd like to go back to an era where nobody knows <laughs> anybody's political stance. And even if we disagree with each other, we still like each other. Yes. yes. I know in today's world, it. if you don't know this yet, you will. <laughs> it comes at a price to even be on my program yeah. in your business. Uh, and I thank you for being brave enough to, and again, I don't know your political stance at all. Thank you for being brave enough to try to bring comedy back on, in a way that everybody can laugh. Well, what I we we want to bridge the gap. We do. Like why does it have to be a left wing or right wing or political film? Why can't we just all laugh? When we did a cast and crew screening, we had tons of people come. And I'm going to say we were in Hollywood, so 98% were probably Democrats. Watching the film, they came out and loved it. There was no were you mocking? Were you doing this? No. There's none of that. They just yeah. said, and "Wow, fact, I got to laugh." Yeah, at just yeah. a crazy time. They actually in thanked us. They said, "Thank you for giving us permission to laugh again." Right, and I, I will tell you, I think conservatives will watch that, and they will walk out, and you would expect them to go, "Right, you <laughs> gave it to them," because I mean, everything that was crazy, you guys pointed out was crazy, <laughs> but it's not political. Mm-hmm. Right, it's just that's crazy. And let's get back to that, yeah. where we can watch a comedy yeah. and yeah. not think, what's the agenda? Right. Yeah. No, we laughed and, and loved it. Comedy, it's everything now. And I think yeah. that's very everything. American. Yeah. It's what? Very American. <laughs> to, Just to, to, to be able to create something from nothing, 
and for everyone to enjoy it. Yes. And you know what? Uh, The reason why comedy does so well here in America, I think, or has in the past, is because dictators hate comedy. Comedy changes the world. Lenny Bruce changed everything. There's a reason these people are arrested uh, in times when somebody's got a chokehold on them. Yeah. It, 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 comedy is important so our society can move forward. So. I, I get messages all the time. I do a lot of social media and TikToks and all that stuff. And I get messages all the time saying, hey, I was in the hospital, watched a video and I haven't laughed. Or I lost a son and I, I'm, I haven't laughed in a year and I watched a video. And I just thought, this is what comedy is for, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's. Because <laughs> at no point did I think of anybody that had been lost or, you know, anybody in my family or somebody else's family that we know that lost a loved one, it doesn't go there at all. And yeah. we we made sure of that. Yeah. Yeah. Every shoot day, we would say, we would do a scene and go, was this joyful or yeah. were we just being negative? Even attacking characters. We were very, we wrote the line, I yeah. hate a character in the film. Yeah. <laughs> which you'll see. His name yeah. is Bryce mm-hmm. and I hate him. <laughs> but even through that, we're like, there has to be a redeeming moment. That's yeah. Or I just hate to hate. So great. Right. So great. Yep. Thank you sincerely for being yes. here. And Thank I you. can't wait for the audience to see. It premieres tonight on Blaze TV. Um, if you don't have a subscription, this is worth the price of admission. Uh, this, if, Especially if you like mockumentaries. This is <laughs> really very funny. Uh, Kelsey, Chris, thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. Appreciate it. Yeah. Back in just a minute, you can join us at blazetv.com slash Glenn, blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn and save. Patrick wrote in about his experience with uh, with Relief Factory. He said, I got such great results. My knees used to hurt so bad. Walking, uh, sometimes just getting in and out of the car was difficult and a slow process. I'm almost three months in, and I hardly ever even think about my knees now. I'm going to be 67 this month, and I can tell you Relief Factor has worked for me. Patrick, thank you so much. It has worked for me. That's the only reason why I do these commercials. I, I didn't do these commercials for years. They ran on my program, but I wouldn't voice them because I didn't think it would work. My wife was tired of listening to me whine, and she's like, why don't you at least try it? And I'm like, it's not going to work. She's like, then why would you take the advertising? I'm like, just give me the pills. And so I take them three weeks into it. My life has changed. Three-week quick start, 1995. It's a trial pack. ReliefFactor.com. That's ReliefFactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. 1995, three-week quick start. ReliefFactor.com. Feel the difference. 10 seconds. Station ID. I can't. I can't wait. Stu, how, have you seen the whole movie yet? Oh, my gosh. I'll I have, it. yes. Yeah. Yes, it's great. I love it. It's, you know, and I, I, I'm trying to think because, you know, I don't want to build a movie up and then you're like, okay, it's not that good. Well, you always do that. You I know. Always I always wreck movies. every film. Uh, but, I mean, except of the budget, you know, of the, you know, expensive stuff. Mm-hmm. I think this is, I think this is a Christopher Guest style um, easy. 
Yeah, Easy and, and it's a documentary, Guest. so the budget was never a big part of yeah, the yeah, Christopher yeah. Guest thing, other than maybe renting out massive theaters yeah. in New York City or Correct. whatever. But yeah, you no, know, like Mighty Wind right. that that cost a lot with all the trucks and everything else they did. A, a lot of similarities too. Yeah. Like a, a Mighty Wind was the one that really kind of felt like this, right? Like you have yes. like a bunch of those kind of. Crazy and that's my dishes. favorite. It's my favorite one. one. Yeah. It's my favorite one. Uh, yeah. It's not the most popular one. It's my yeah. favorite one. Though. Yeah. But yeah, it's great, and it's it, it was a great conversation too because you you like you like to get back to that place. You know, where like you could just be, you could just laugh at stuff. And, and you don't have to watch it. a movie and you're not thinking about that person hates our politics. That person right. just said this. I, I don't want to think about it. that company is this agenda? and that. Mm-hmm. This, you don't, you're not going to have any of those. And we have to get back to that. And there's just so much to mock. This is the type of thing that we constantly complain about um, with Saturday Night Live, where there's obvious things they could be making fun of yeah. and somehow avoid making fun of them because of political stuff. They, The stuff that you made fun of during COVID, they make they fun made of during fun, COVID in I very mean, effective ways. hard, yeah, yeah. hard. It, yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, I didn't realize until you just said that this will probably be the first time that you've seen good comedy outside of a comedian like Dave Chappelle. This is the first time you will have seen comedy in a movie that takes all of this stuff on. I mean, maybe that's what it's maybe it's shocking. You know, maybe they're not opportunity for so many others. They're not that good. Maybe it was just so easy because no one had done any comedy. (laughs) No, I don't think that's it, but it's it's an understandable question to ask. Yeah, this this is great. It premieres tonight on Blaze TV. Make sure you join us. Reopening tonight, Blaze TV, blazetv.com slash Glenn, promo code Glenn and save. The Glenn Back Program. I want you to consider giving the gift of a human life. It may sound like a tall order, may seem like hyperbole, but it is not. You have the ability to do it. When you donate to the Ministry of Preborn, you are literally saving lives. You're helping rescue the unborn from the evil of abortion. Chances are that a woman walks into a women's clinic and she's pregnant and she wants an abortion. Chances are she gets the abortion. Uh, however, if she walks into a preborn clinic, they offer an ultrasound. The ultrasound is $28. It's about 80% chance that she chooses life once she's seen the baby and heard the heartbeat. That costs 28 bucks. So 80% chance of saving a life for 28 bucks? Yeah, I think that's a good deal. Uh, donate securely now. Just hit pound 250 keyword baby, or you can go to preborn.com slash back, preborn.com slash back, or pound 250 keyword baby, sponsored by preborn. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You'll get the reopening tonight. You don't want to miss it. Blazetv.com slash Glenn. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. We're glad that you are here. Thank you so much for listening to us. Um, 
there's a few things that I just want to get up off the uh, off the table here um, that I want to make sure that we comment on this week. Uh, first of all, the uh, the Navy SEAL that killed Osama bin Laden is has the temerity come out and say. What is the Pentagon doing trying to get new recruits by hiring a a drag queen to bring new recruits in? What? We're going for, really? You think that's going to bring soldiers in is the drag queen? Some of that. And they're saying, well, it's just people are too fat. Kids can't go. They, they're just too fat. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. There's got to be somebody else but fatties uh, that can do it. And, and you know, maybe, I don't know. Uh, th- this is your plan to overcome that is, 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 is hire a drag queen to appeal to guys coming into the military. Seems to be, be a more direct line to just kind of come up with roles for fat people. This is America. Uh, you're, we're yeah. here. We're we're proud. We're fat. We're gonna make the we're gonna the tank hole a little bigger. Yeah, just just oh, adjust. Let's I don't go. know. It, you know, drop us on on the enemy if you need to. Whatever you right. need to do to come up with a way to use us fatties, do it. Yeah, that's really the that's. I would say there's a higher percentage chance you're gonna come up with enough people to f- come through with the military when you go to overweight than you do drag queens. So in the uh, in the category of huh, I'm interested to see how that works out. Uh, Ford's electric vehicle division uh, lost $722 million in the first three months mm. this year. Good. Uh, it is. Is that uh, they, good? I'm sorry. I don't, I'm not an automotive mm, expert. Is that good? No. No? No. That's not good. They sold uh, 12,000 units nationwide, and... Uh, they're expecting $3 billion in yearly losses. Uh, basically, uh, they lose $60,000 on every car you buy. So I'm interested to see how that works out for Ford. Um, Probably will. Gonna be, I'm know, interested to see as sure well. Sure it is. Sure it is. Uh, they were going to release the, the shooter's you know, manifesto to the press. Uh, the Nashville one? The Nashville one. Wow. Yeah, well, no, they changed their mind. Oh. The last minute, there was a lawsuit that says you should release it. And so now they're not going to release it. They want to see how this lawsuit works out. Um, but it may be just too dangerous still ever to release. What? Dangerous to whom? Honestly, dangerous to the well, system? Dangerous to the narrative? Dangerous to whom? They've outlined this, Glenn. This, this manifesto could cause these evil conservative bastards to uh-huh. attack random transgendered people. That's where the danger mm-hmm. is. Well, uh, in this particular case, it was a random transgender person that attacked little children. Yeah, that's no. Yeah. No. You know. They weren't really transgender. Oh, they, you know, yeah. no. Yeah. You get to reverse that whenever yeah. they had committed mass shooting. But that is really what they, they're pitching. They're well, pitching that the, the, the danger is the reaction by people who might be mad that these children were murdered, which right. is, I don't know. Is that... A, it's a strange reaction. I can understand why they wouldn't see this as being shocking, considering their policies on life. Right. But uh, yeah, we're, we will be very upset about the whole shooting thing. We're not going to go attack random transgendered people. No. Uh, that doesn't make any sense at all. Uh, the Soros Beck District Attorney in Missouri, the Attorney General, is trying to get rid of her. Uh, and, um, you know, she won't prosecute uh, violent criminals at all. In fact, she has uh, hired... Uh, some uh, some people that 
are teaching how to let criminals go. Uh, and so the, you know, the state's like, I don't know. I, I think maybe we should, uh, you know, um, prosecute criminals. She doesn't like that. Um, she's taken a lot of money from the Soros people. And, uh, and she had a, a problem with her job. But she said she was exploring criminal justice because criminal justice and healthcare justice go hand in hand. So what is she doing? Instead of prosecuting uh, violent criminals, uh, she's been taking classes to become a nurse. Hmm. And, um, hmm. you know, according to the job description, you have to devote full time and energy to the discharge of your official duties. And she said, well, that is because you know, so much of crime has to do with uh, health inequity. And uh, mm. I can't figure that one out, but I'm sure I'm not as smart as she is. Uh, but she's enrolled in, in uh, classes. And I don't know if she, the one who lets violent criminals out, you know, go ahead, murder some more. I'm not sure I want her as my nurse, mm. you know. Mm. She might be like, eh. You've probably lived a good life. <laughs> we should redistribute some of these drugs. I'll tell you one thing, Glenn. I will be very interested to see how this plays out. I'm going to be interested, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Missouri, that's going to be interesting. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, lawmakers, lawmakers dump their shares in uh, First Republic Bank before the company uh, collapsed. It's interesting. The people who knew about it in Washington uh, saw the trouble coming. They, they ran and sold all their shares. Uh, so the good news is you may have lost money, but they didn't. Um, yesterday, the, uh, the Biden administration has offered a grant, a $500,000 grant, to help teach the English language in Pakistan. Uh, well, in part, in part, uh, they are actually doing an extensive professional development course for Pakistani transgender youth. So more money than you will ever pay to the IRS. $500,000 was just shipped to Pakistan to help their transgender youth. And I think that is, I mean, I don't know. I, the, I don't even need to be consulted on some of these things. They're such a no-brainer, which is why he's president, because there is no brain in there. Um, and the New York Times is pointing out the five Republicans that could uh, could break the bank literally and uh, defect on the debt limit, and they point out uh, five people that are blue state Republicans. Brian Fitzpatrick of Pennsylvania is number one. Um, he voted last year to ban assault rifles. Uh, and, uh, he also said, you know, I, I, I didn't vote for this cause I thought it was going to be done. There's no chance of this getting done. So he's really ripe for the picking. If it looks like it is going to get done. Uh, Jen Keegan's of Virginia, David Schweikart of Arizona is a long shot. Um, but, uh, Don Bacon of Nebraska and Brian Fitzpatrick, you should call their office right now 
and thank them, sincerely thank them for voting for that and say, I, we're just going to remember that. And uh, and don't go anywhere. We're 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 so glad to be able to see you out and open just doing all this stuff. And we're happy that you did that. And we'll continue to support you um, now. There is a story in The Washington Examiner. It's not popular to say, but Congress is the boss of the government. And I think that's what we are really struggling with now. There is a um, there is this belief in America, and I can track it down to the individual that actually started it in America. We we became a country and a world really um, that developed this new philosophy once science really started to do miraculous stuff, and that miraculous stuff was. In the 1800s, uh, late 1800s, early 19, and surgery becomes a big deal, and we realize we can we can do all kinds of stuff with bodies. And eugenics comes from Darwin, all of this stuff, and so we start to believe in medicine because we didn't have medicine. We start to believe in science that better living through pharmaceuticals, better living through science. It's progress tried tied directly to progress and there becomes this expert class well that's the problem with us now we no longer have confidence in ourselves we listen to the expert and the experts will say this to you the college professors will say this to you the uh, media will say this to you are you an expert well then how do you know well, because I'm a thinking human being, that's why. I mean, common sense tells me a lot of things. Uh, I, can, I can get on to Google and type in things, and I can find the original sources. I've done my homework on that, you know. I may not have gone and, and spent way too much money that you're probably still paying off uh, for somebody just to hand you a piece of paper that says you're smart. Uh, I didn't think I needed that. I personally think that makes me more of an expert on money than you. But uh, we have to start believing in ourselves again. Believe. Stop with the trust the experts. Follow the science. I mean, you can do that in your own life. But they try to cut you out of all of that. There is a Supreme Court ruling that we are expecting. They're hearing this case. And it is on federal regulation. Does Congress have have to make the law or can these administrative regulatory bodies, can they just make the law? Right now, it's just assumed that the regulatory bodies can do whatever they want. But we're having problems with that. You can't you can't just forgive debt. You can't issue a, uh, a mandate that everybody is vaccine. You can't do that. These things have to be acts of Congress. So there is a, a bunch of fishermen actually brought this uh, case, and it is about the Chevron doctrine, but it won't decide the Chevron doctrine. The Chevron doctrine is if Congress didn't say it, I don't know, 
yeah, I think they can do that. Well, the fishermen were, there was this law passed by uh, Congress. The fish and wildlife got some extra power. And then over time, they said, you know, if we really want to monitor this, we really have to put somebody on every boat, you know, as a, as a minder, as a babysitter. And then they started charging the fishermen for that person. They're like, this isn't our regulation. We don't want it. Why are we paying for it? That's what's being debated in uh, court. If they come and say, yeah, the agency had no right to say, we're going to charge you for this. They don't have a right. That's not what Congress, they didn't give them that authority. That begins to change at this expert level. And that is a very, very good thing. All right, back in just a minute. Let me tell you about uh, Goldline. If you uh, just tuned in today and you haven't heard uh, hour number two where I talked about the banking crisis, I think it's really important that you go back to the uh, podcast and listen to the monologue at the top of hour two um, because some things are are happening um, that are a little dicey. Uh, the Dow is dropping because of the banking fears. We are not out of the woods yet. Uh, and we may not get out of the woods for quite some time. Protect what you have. Call Goldline today. I mean, I've, I hedge my bet and I kind of try to spread things out as thinly as possible, just very, very wide. So you're not, you can't lose in everything, hopefully. Um, and I had money in Bitcoin. I don't know if I trust Bitcoin anymore. Be, uh, not because it's Bitcoin, but because of the United States government. I mean, they're just hostile. Uh, gold and silver. Gold and silver. Right now, Goldline has a special offering 6% in free metal shipped directly to you with qualifying retirement account acquisitions. This is a way for you to take some of the money that you have saved for your retirement in an IRA, really pretty much any of them, uh, and put some of that into precious metals. And you'll get 6% in free metals when you uh, uh, acquire that account at Goldline. They're waiting for your call. You don't have to do anything. Just get the information and see if it's right for you and your family. Please protect what you have. 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. The Glenn Beck Program. Well, I have to tell you, the Washington Post always has their finger on the pulse of people. They know right what people are looking for. Um, the headline is, what do you do if, and I think, you know, if there's a banking collapse, right. if yeah. there's, you know, a war with Russia. So, no, they, they get right down to it. What do you do if you get attacked by bees? <laughs> now, hmm. well, what do you do if you get attacked? Now I want to Well, know. you don't jump in water, I'll tell you that. Well, why not? The bees can't swim. No, bees can. Uh, no, they can't. But they can sense you underwater and they wait. And they, then when you open up, they, you know, you go <gasps> to get a breath. Yeah. And they all fly down your throat. Oh, my. Fly down your throat? I only know what it because I read there? the Washington Post. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then when they're inside your they body. They sting you. They sting you from the inside. And they can sting you to death. Yeah. Yeah. Good bad. God, what? Yeah. So run in a straight line. Okay. Because bees can fly only 20 miles an hour. 
so you can outrun them. Who are they? Unless you're a fat, out of shape American, like 99% of us. What does Washington Post think of their readership? They're all Tyreek Hill, all fast wide receivers. Yeah, I I don't I don't know. They say also now this is going to come as a surprise. Go someplace where the bees aren't. Like go into like a shed or something okay. right. where the so, bees are. I don't know. Maybe I understand. Okay. So you're outside. Yeah. You're being stung by hundreds of bees. Yeah. And you run. What you want to do. Faster than 20 miles an hour. Right. To a, an enclosed area and get inside without any of the bees getting inside. Right. Oh, Which okay. is so That's easy to easy. do. And bees. those sheds out in the middle of nowhere. Oh, yeah. They're they're always sealed. Airtight. <laughs> Airtight. Air. And I don't know if you know this. Bees are small. So if you can get into an area, a bee can also get mm. into that area. Mm. That's uh, uh, unless boys, it's water, which they, they told you not to go into. And they say boys and men are more likely to die from the bee stings mm. than girls. It's because Sexist. we hit them with sticks. <laughs>